right, yes, indeed. Welcome in. Welcome back. It's another week of Less Than Jays. And Jake, I don't think it's too early to say we did it, you and me, last week. We fixed it. We fixed the team. I, I said before we went into it, I said sometimes you got to get everything out. You got you to gotta let the... You got to take a deep breath and let all of your worst, most heinous overreactions out at once so that you can rebuild from a place of calm with without having those thoughts rattling around in your head, building up and building up and building up. We are here a week later. You you three or four against the Yankees. Uh, you are reminded that as much as the Jays have been frustrating in the last little bit, the Yankees are frauds and and we knew that all year long didn't we didn't we know that all year long didn't we learn didn't weren't we saying to ourselves when they went out to the big start like ah the yankees are frauds yankees people 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 in your life are like yeah the jays are good but can they beat the yankees in houston and you're like houston maybe not but the yankees are frauds no questions asked uh the the worm has turned this is the beauty of baseball this is why uh i have so much fun watching the blue jays how are you feeling a week on of the airing of the takes you know uh well better obviously of course. Um, yeah, three or four against the Yankees. I feel happier than the, I, uh, by the Orioles. <laughs> I feel like it was... I, I, I think our reaction to this is a good illustration as to the differences between you and I. Mm. Whereas you, as you just phrased it, they took three or four from the Yankees. You let out all your takes and irrationality. And now you feel great. And you fix yeah. the team in the process. Whereas I wanted so badly to hold on to the frustrations mm. and recognize all the the faults. And then in the top of the first inning of the first game of the Yankees series, George Springer slid into a base and did a fist bump. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm back in. I wish I could have reordered my things last week because Springer is the number one thing for me and has, he has been to, he has the whole be, year right? long. I mean, yeah. like we say that and they took three or four of the Yankees mostly without him, but right. But his six at bats, he had six. Hits. Yeah, <laughs> like <it's>... <laughs> and the <laughs> second the second he came into pinch hit, he just absolutely smoked smoked the single when they needed it. So yeah, he does seem as much as we have said in the last year that uh, Lourdes Gurriel stirs the drink yes it's truthfully it's george springer yeah george is the gasoline for the race car i think is sort of how i would put it yeah and like i think it's been an interesting week as a jays fan in that most if not all of the problems that we talked about last week have not changed but they took three or four for the Yankees, and now it's like, oh, they can beat anybody. Well, there is one, and I agree. Thing. I agree. I'm not saying that as like, a, oh, everyone's wrong. No, yeah. I agree with that. I think right. it's interesting. It is interesting. There is, I think, from this week, there is one. It my hidden in the bushes, forest for the trees takeaway from the last week, um, besides Springer, obviously, which we knew, is. A Barrios, like, even, I don't even want to say bounce back, but, like, if he's able to just get them through, like, navigate a start against the Yankees and, and let them do enough that the offense wins, that's all you're asking him to do. Like, if he can just do a little, like, you know what I mean? If, if he just closes strong, like a month and a, a good month and a half here, suddenly you're talking about the middle of October. And uh, it's exciting, I think. I think Springer put it eloquently today. What a weird month August is for baseball because you come into it. Yeah. You come into it and it's like pure, purest dog days. Like, oh man, game a hundred. Uh, it's really hot. These games mean nothing. The all-star break is passed. And then you get out of August and all of a sudden there's only 25, 30 games left in the season. And it's like, whoa, the end of the, the end of summer, the end of the season sneaks up on you really quickly. And I think we're, we're getting that right now here on the 23rd of August. Uh, the game against Boston just starting now. So, um, something catastrophic happens at the end of this. this <laughs> uh, I know. I agree. I think the Barrios points is especially relevant when looking at playoff baseball in general, but more specifically playoff baseball in 2022, mm -hmm. because, you know, I think we're all fairly confident going into a series against anybody with Gosman and Manoa 
as your one-two in some order. And then, you know, you really, really, to win a World Series, I think, and maybe there are more advanced statistics to prove me wrong here, but I think you really only need, like, three guys that are going, like, going well in the playoffs in baseball. And so if you have Manoa and Gosman, and then all of a sudden Barrios is, as you said, half of what he was the second half of last year. All of a sudden, even like, pitching well, they to have a, a shot. four, even pitching to a four ERA, right? Like, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. He, and then all of a sudden, usually a mid three, and, and even even if he pitched to a four four fifteen, it would make a, it's a it's a run and a half difference from where he is right now. And I think it was. I think an interesting thing that is easy to forget, and I know that it's so easy to lose sight of, and I certainly did in, in the last couple weeks. Um, but uh, this comes via an article in The Ringer. I think it's Michael Bauman. Yes, it is. Uh, pointing out that the Jays have six players, the WRC Plus, of at least 119 wow. in 390 plate appearances or more. Three starters with an ERA under three in the last 16 starts. Obviously, Gosman, Manoa, and Stripling, uh, which is quite a sentence. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you look at that, and then all of a sudden, if you add, as you said, an okay Barrios, you know, I, th- I think it's the blessing and the curse of being a good contending team in that the failures and the slumps i mean look at the yankees that's right the slumps are so much more pronounced and so much more the sky is falling than anything else when you're supposed to be a good team and unless you're the dodgers or maybe the astros those slumps are just going to happen bauman points out in this article that the 2000 uh, something Dodgers team that went to the World Series uh, went on a, had a one and sixteen twenty seventeen the Dodgers went one and sixteen that's at one point that season and still won one hundred and four games and went to Game Seven of the World Series so those slumps happen and those slumps are blinding to everything really understandably so um, but would you you know, we've, we've talked a lot in the last couple weeks about vibes and the vibes around the team. Would you believe me if I told you that the 2022 Blue Jays at this point in the year have two more wins than the 2021 Blue Jays? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, get, we forget last year largely predicated on a huge September once again. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort of. They, they went on a run and they were about this good last year and then had a great September, which is sort of what we're banking on uh, right here. Yeah. I mean... It feels like there is there they should be they should be on a similar track to what they were last year and to finish similarly than they did last year, uh, you know, there's there's they're in the second wild card. If this was again not the year with one extra spot, we'd be looking at this every day and saying they're battling right now. They're tied with Seattle as as of recording for the second wild card. Tampa has snuck ahead of them, um, so they do feel about about as good for lack of a better word but as successful as last year's team did i think they're they've been a little successful in different ways obviously last year we were talking about Semyon and we were talking about vlad as like a top tier mvp candidate and there was a lot of sort of the stories were different obviously robbie ray um in the rotation versus gosman and manoa but it, they do feel to me spiritually pretty close i think i think to where we were last year um, as you said, that's sort of the, this is what expectation does. This is sort of the difference between, um, you know, Baltimore is probably going to finish, they're going to end up finishing pretty far back, I think, of the of the wild card, but they're going to remember um, that they had like a, a run here in the middle of August, as we had in the past as Jays fans, and been like, that's the beginning of a thing, uh, and feel good about a year where they don't make the playoffs. The Blue Jays are in a situation where, you know, we talked last week, um, about not ma- making the playoffs being sort of catastrophic for this core and, and the questions it would make you start asking if the players that and the, the front office even that they had assembled here didn't get at least a playoff spot done at this stage of the rebuild in this sort of environment with playoffs, then we have to be start asking real questions. Um, that is that is what expectation does to you. I, I feel very optimistic, to be frank with you, about uh, this team's chances down the stretch. Yeah, and I think it's sort of, you know, I, I admittedly 
I feel a little silly based on the last couple weeks and then now being like, ah, oh, they're fine. Well, this is, but that's, that's also like how point, it goes. Right? We got to right, a boiling. Exactly. We got to a boiling point. They got. They drove us to a, vo- a boiling point, and now and like, your mentality point. switch. We're in September, and I think Vlad is actually a great way to sort of illustrate the differences between this year and last, but that those differences aren't necessarily bad. Like obviously, last year Vlad had his you know forty six home runs, second MVP voting. And all that. And then this year, everyone's like, oh, well, Vlad's not doing what he did. And then you look at his, he's fifth in runs scored. He's fifth in hits. He's third in total bases. Like, he, he still has a one above a 140 OPS plus. It's just that, but he's doing it differently this year than last. And obviously, it's less flashy and it's less attention grabbing, especially. You know, last year in the MVP race was sort of the two-horse race with him and Shohei. This year, Aaron Judge is just running away with it. So, I, I understand sort of the the vibe of, oh, it, you know, it's not as fun as last year. It feels different last year. But I think that's sort of a good representation of the team as a whole in that while it may not be as flashy, results-wise, they're basically the same, if not a little bit better which I find kind of interesting and, again, something that's easy to lose sight of in those getting swept by Baltimore days. Another thing to remember that I think is important is to remember how the whole of last season felt. There's, I think that we have a tendency to look at the end of last season and be like, 91 wins, They were. it was so, so exciting down the stretch. Uh, it wasn't, I don't remember, it was like, you know, it wasn't a particularly fun go the whole way there was times right April before June was extremely frustrating right before they went on the run i remember being on here uh and we sort of right before i think right right before i went to vancouver didn't we do a we both had to do solo episodes when the vibes completely flipped because they were it was just like we got to this around this point last year and we we're like well i guess they're just not good enough and they're not they're not going yeah. to go, go on the run that we expected them to go on and then they went on the run um it, it's a shame that they didn't make the spin that they went through in the last two weeks a little bit less painful. Even just even just one or two and suddenly you're looking at the Yankees at like, you know, six yeah. and a half, five and a half games of the month left and you're like, oh, that man, is this hard is shaping up. See. That's really hard. It's really hard not to look at the two weeks before and not think about the division. Or the stupid lingering rays, another quiet thing that I've been Or the stupid lingering rays. But to your point, I also think that like the... um. That's the word I'm looking for. The deadline. <laughs> That's the word. The deadline differences also, I think, contribute to that and just sort of this perfect storm of vibes, I suppose, where last year, again, it was flashy. It was, they went out and made the big splash for Barrios. They brought in some offensive guys. I know it's just Corey Dickerson, but that was an improvement. They brought in Simber, who was unreal. Even Richards was very good last year, which... And Barrios, of course. Yeah. And Barrios was excellent. And so I think, again, the fact that the sort of painful slide this year happened right in and around a admittedly somewhat disappointing trade deadline, I think it all sort of coalesced into what it was. And then now the dust has kind of settled and you take three from the Yankees, then, you know, it's not so bad. Ship it up to Boston next um, against the Red Sox, who who the Jays, I think, have enjoyed their most hilarious successes against this year. Um, and I would also point out division-wise, whereas last year was seen as this great success, they didn't even make the playoffs, but would have with the second wildcard spot on August 23rd last season. They were 11 games out of the division lead. Right. They never caught up to the Rays, obviously. But right. that wild card chase went down to the very last day. So, um, You know, some of your normal things that you check on the side. Uh, run scored and run differential in the Blue Jays. After all the dust settles back to third best team in the American League. About, I think about where we've sort of accepted they are going to be. Um, 
this whole time. And also, statistics, like, by the numbers, they are currently the third best team in the American League. Yeah, but that seems to be the pretty established standing, and it would take, I mean, so it's sort of, I, I guess... I guess the other sort of side conversation, and it's not to – you don't want to relitigate the mediocrity of uh, sort of the, the summer here, you know. The, but the the Yankees, who, again, are, you know, experiencing just as bad, if not worse, hardships than the Blue Jays lately, um, the benefit of winning all those games early is, like, they can, they can have a, what would be considered a full-blown meltdown for them right now, and it's not that – much of an emergency it is obviously there's things to address and there's concerns to have but you know there's still a, a sizable lead in the division thanks to all the work that was done early something to keep in mind i think because i think i can sometimes be too flippant about um sort of the malaise that goes on early in the season which i think you know i'm at war with both both i think that's generally right and also like <laughs> you know it is you are seeing it pay off right here in august as um they sort of have the space to not have to worry about playoff odds or like specific mm-hmm. little matchups and i think that the you know looking again going back to that 2017 dodgers team that had the one in 16 slide and still won 104 games the thing with good and contending teams and i think part of what usually makes those kind of slides really frustrating um or sorry the thing that makes them not fr- uh the, the benefit, as you're saying, of being a good team is that you can afford one of those slides. The problem with the Jays, I think, was the timing, as you were saying. And Yankees aside, because it happened middle of August, they now can't afford a second one of those slides. Yeah, they're right, running out of games. I, exactly. So I think now, like, now that they've had... I, and, like, to your point, because of all the wins earlier in the season. They don't necessarily need a crazy September again, like last year, but they absolutely cannot have another slide, which I think is what breeds so much anxiety when you're a good team with a slide, because even though you can take one, it's really hard to take two in the back half of the year. So Mm. we'll see. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting time i love september baseball it's Me too. when, we, it's when they were a ter- when they were a terrible team this is all we ever asked for um and i really i really i feel good about where they are going into september i think i think weathering that as you mentioned um something that a lot of great teams go through is these is these things i think weathering that and sort of coming out on the other side of it i think could be really positive for these guys i think um that and you know if Sp- if they can find a way to get springer back to playing god not not to not being the most day-to-day player i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> um they have a shot with anybody I, I i really do think um great great switch i love baseball great switch one and one, yeah one and back. i think also like just having springer in the let alone playing the outfield which would be outstanding yeah but even just dh'ing every day at this point you know, yeah you can survive with jackie bradley jr not so bad he, like, he's not going to hit, but, you know, it, you can def, there's definitely a difference watching him in center field than some of the other guys they've been trying to get. Wow. Barry, and the body's not even, body's not even warm on Bradley <laughs> Look, Zimmer, Jake. I staked my claim early and I got burned. <laughs> uh, that's about it for Jay's, for Jay's stuff, other than John Gibbons is on Twitter and I guess Instagram too. I don't even know. Oh, he's on Instagram also. He put out a graphic with all his things. I don't think... I just don't think I need to know... John Gibbons on Instagram doesn't seem like it works in the same way John Gibbons on Twitter does. I just, I just worry about John Gibbons on Twitter. How so? I don't think I need to know what John Gibbons thinks about things. Right, but I guess I would kind of with, like, you don't need to care either, right? He's not like He's not, like, drafted into the culture war with us. You know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah, expect... You can't expect John Gibbons true. to, like, be this... Be a guy right. who cares about any of this stuff. No, but that's what I mean. I need. I like having that dissonance of like yeah. John Gibbons is Gibby. He's great. I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not following him. Let's put it that way. I don't suspect that uh, it'll take long for someone to someone to turn this into something that it doesn't need to be. Oh yeah. Assumption. Should, so none of us should. 
we're it's too late for us, but no one should be joining Twitter at this point. <laughs> well, he's got money to make here. What, mm, the only assumption true. I the only assumption I have I see this sort of thing. <laughs> there must be money to make. I think he's he must have he's got things to promote. He's got things to promote. Maybe he's getting into business uh, in the seltzer business with Russ. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's my, I assume that's it's going to be like coming into our lane, Jake. I assume I assume what John Gibbons is here to do is take um, food out of our mouths. I also like part of me, again, cynic, granted, but uh, part of me thinks it's like it's a Norm Kelly situation. Like, is, is John really <laughs> tweeting? Right. You get the video from him off, off the front. You don't yeah. need to... And you, you could sort of a sort of a less is more situation as well when you're tweeting, Absolutely. right? The fewer words you use, the funnier it is. Absolutely. I don't know. I I'm a cynic, what can I say? I mean listen, I'm, it's not as fun as it would be if it happened I don't know, twelve years ago when I was fucking younger. <laughs> 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 Only so excited as I can get about it. Yeah. And that excitement lasted the through the first couple of days and now My excitement yeah, my excitement about it is uh, this conversation. And then yeah. I will go back to. You're more, and you're more worried than you are excited. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, it's very possible that it's that. Um, it's always tough when you become a character caricature of yourself. It always, Indeed. It always becomes hard to live up to what people think that that's supposed to be. Very much so. Uh, I would know. Okay. I've been a character. I've been a character of myself since I was like 12 years old. So. There you go. Exactly right. It's hard life. Uh, and it's hard, right? You're struggling with it. No one struggles like me. That's. You have a, I've always said Jake has it the hardest. People ask me about my life. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to strife, Jake Goldsby goes to the top. If there's one person who agree with you there, it's uh, my wife. <laughs> she wouldn't <laughs> not agree with you there. Anyway, uh, Jake, that about does it for for I'm all baseballed out. Yeah, man, it's, it's August. Dog days. We made it. We made it. This is the. I'm trying to remind myself. I'm trying to get pumped up. We made it, and these are the days we used to pray for as Blue Jays fans. We used to pray we're week, for this. We're a week away from, uh, like every single minute, mattering of baseball. That is how I. That is how I now and then try to snap myself back into reality with around this team. I try to be like, hey man, literally this is the only thing you ever wanted this team to do was was be like compelling and and have a good enough roster to compete down the stretch and there it's all it's all possibly happening so i, I actually noticed it uh this weekend against the yankees uh like wins aside this was the first weekend in a couple months yeah. where it was sort of like back to appointment viewing yes which is good and which is how it should be in the end of august I guess we can take a we'll, we'll take a quick look before we go to break here. Um, obviously, again in Fenway, then they host the Angels with Tani on Saturday. Um, Tani Manoa, Cubbies, Pittsburgh. So that ends interleague. Uh, oh, they do Philly later on, but Cubbies and Pittsburgh for three each. Four against Baltimore on the road. Three against Texas. Huge five gamer against Tampa, including a doubleheader. Oh God, there's another five gamer. I forgot about that. At home against Tampa, yeah. There's a doubleheader in there. Um, oh. That's going to make me sick. Three more against Baltimore at home, then on the road against Philly, four more against Tampa, then host the Yankees and Red Sox for three apiece, and Baltimore again on the road. So, again, still it's not an easy still literally schedule. ten more games against the Orioles here. It's not the hardest schedule I've ever heard. It's not the easiest. A lot of AL East. I know, but you also have you, have you have Boston and L.A. and Chicago and Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Texas between now and September 11th. And it's like, yeah, Baltimore played us tough. It would be a good time to undo that. Right I there. kind of... Now to September 11th is a is a pretty good opportunity to go on a run where they ever handed one. Despite the anxiety that comes with the uh, mats of games against the AL East and especially the five against Tampa, I kind of like it. It's kind of like... You know, we've been talking for the last 25 minutes now about, you know, oh, we think they can hang with anybody. It's definitely a prove-it schedule. Yeah. No, they ha- they absolutely, absolutely. As I said, they have all those, uh, the, what do you call it, six, nine, the 12 games uh, plus the four against Baltimore. So, 16. I much prefer that. I much prefer 19, that yeah, 19 games. Out, prefer that to sweating out series against, like, Minnesota and Seattle, like, last year. 
Yeah, there's there's know 19 Seattle's games it, you know I mean. between now and the five games in four days against Tampa. 19 games, and they're all against bad teams. Well, that would you're right. That is, I'm not going to go as far to say that's the season, but it's certainly it's handed to them. The opportunity to, yeah. to make to make a real statement in the wild card is handed to them. And then it's mostly divisional on the way up again. The five against Tampa, the four against Tampa. Um, sixth against Baltimore, and then New York and Boston once each. That is the entire end of the schedule. That is the end of this baseball talk. We're going to talk uh, a little bit more and then head into the mailbag after this. Jake, we are back for uh, we're at the or late August. This the nights are starting to get a little colder. I'm sure you noticed. Days getting a little bit shorter. Dark, it's darker earlier. I don't care it's for darker that. earlier. Yep, and and wet, a wet weather coming through the last couple yeah. days. Um, I won't miss the humidity, but I will miss the the brightness. Whispers of fall. Uh, as we talk about September and October baseball coming up, how you how are you dealing with the closing act of summer here? fine uh weird i i was actually this morning it's been a very uh socially busy summer which is a good Mm. thing um i think we talked this a couple weeks ago it's 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 a good thing but it's very obviously different from the last uh couple years uh which you know i'll take this over that any day or any year but uh there's a part of me and I don't I've been trying to figure out whether it's like COVID sort of and the pandemic and lockdowns and everything sort of reset my brain socially or if it's just how I feel as an older person or both but like we we're going to a cottage this weekend which is great very excited to sit and do nothing for a couple days in a different location uh but it's also like the last weekend we're like out of town for a while. Mm, yeah, yeah. And like, part of me is like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But part of me is also like, oh, that's you know, it's kind of the end of summer. It's the end of having like hot weekends of just going and doing stuff. Back to school, Jake. Back to school. Yeah, kind kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but it's kind of got me think. I've been trying to figure out whether or not that like. I don't want to say relief because I think that's too strong a term, but like that exhale, I guess, is I just like am not as social or outgoing uh, a person as I was pre-COVID mm. and try to figure out whether or not that is COVID related or just being 34 and tired all the time. Life life changes, you know, it's interesting. subtly, yeah, it's interesting. subtly, but, but uh, largely sometimes right in front of your eyes. Indeed, I guess you would have much experience with that. Yeah, time. crazy, crazy sometimes. Crazy sometimes to wake up, uh, you know, in a different city, in a house with my wife and my son, <laughs> driving to work. It's sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes comprehending that is crazy to me. The past, like it's a dumb cliche, but the passage of time sure does get more noticeable uh, the older you get. And yet, it seems to happen faster. It does, right? It's crazy. Only it's been spe- a year. That that playoff run last year, it's been a year. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and it only seems to be yeah, only seems to be speeding up. Seems to be going faster and faster. Uh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's good. It, it always uh, always a reflective time. I find at the end of summer, you start agreed. To, yeah, so start I to was be like, oh it. man, I should have, I should have, I should have, sh- I should have treasured the nights where I could just walk around outside. I should mm-hmm. next year. I'm gonna walk around outside more. <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> yeah, never will, never will happen. But not. yeah, I agree. I I always got a very anxiety, like not not school related, but like the end of summer always made me very like a real feeling of doom when I was a kid. Start taking stock. Yeah. Early New Year's sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that's mm, very very much so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
things on this end? Do we know a very yeah, a very you? social week for us as well? Yes, you had visitors. I saw multiple days visitors, and then we hit the road ourselves. Your lovely wife came by with her friend and uh, her friend's daughter, which was great. Sam hanging out with another baby, pretty sweet. Uh, get my was, wife out of the house to relax there was and baby have some interaction, time. which is nice. Baby's holding hands, baby's laughing and crying. Pretty great stuff. My wife was able to get out and have a little picnic and not be stuck in the house, which is pretty great for her. Always, pretty, always good. Pretty exciting. Then our friend Lauren stopped by, uh, one of the region's finest. Um, it's always a good time to see Lauren. In town seeing folks she knew and stopped by. Had some good, had a good long conversation. She was there for a while and we, we had some, some big laughs. So that was always nice. And then we picked up and headed out. Uh, back to St. Thomas, Ontario, to see the in-laws. Not uh, near Bowmanville. Not the same trip. I think. I think the from trip. the clarification from last week, it, Bowmanville and St. Thomas was not in one trip. Those are I just mean, two places. They're just both places I went when I was younger. Is really what it was. Right. Great ice cream you, in St. Thomas, though. You described the way you described it implied that Bowmanville was on the way to St. Thomas. Yes. Uh, you thought it was. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I guess so. Nearby. You, you get in the car, you're going to one of those two places. Who you get knows in the car, how, you go in a direction. How far they are from each other. Yeah. yeah, you go in a direction, you end up at a place. I get it. That's how driving works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, frankly, that is exactly how driving works. Something there. Yeah, for those wondering, Bowmanville, east of Oshawa. Um, yes, that's what I'm always saying. Sort of between Oshawa, just outside of Oshawa, you know, towards Port Hope. You go on the 401, past the city, not quite Coburg, not quite Prince Edward County. Hmm. I definitely never been to Bowmanville, so. Nothing for it's you there. Long Sorry. Time Dead end. Dead end. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine what you would go and do in Bowmanville, but I'm sure there's a. I feel like somewhere. we went. I want. It wasn't a farm because, like, my grandfather wasn't a farmer, but like, right. In my head, it's a farm, even though I know gotcha. it's not a farm. Well, it's not the city, and you're from the city. So everything looks like a farm. Well, everything's, no, everything's the country. Not everything's a farm. <laughs> uh, our, our friends are mad at me because I think that uh, Georgetown is the country. Right. It sort of is, though, isn't it? Right. It's not a very big. Like, listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm in Kitchener, Waterloo. So that's not. Uh, that's a. That's a. That's a city. Yeah, Kitchener, Waterloo is. Uh, the same plaza over and over again. It just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, that's uh, 42,000. So I guess it's like a, it's a big town, but it's not as, you know, it's like a city. The, you know, skipping the line here. There's reverse mailbag this week. What do you consider the country? What do you consider the country? <laughs> I like that. I'm going I'm to hold on to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll use that later on. Um, I've never been to Georgetown. Never been it's to really Georgetown. nice. I, I quite like it. But it's the country. That's funny. It's sort of an, it's sort of an advantageous place. So I'm not surprised that it's. I'm sure forty two thousand is well up from where it used to be. Anyway, this is Ontario small town chat. This is what everybody's dying to hear. Pay us money, you get Ontario small town chatter. Well, outdo, well outdo the Gibby content on the Ontario small towns as well. Although those people, <laughs> weather says their name. We've got weather. We've got days of the week. We've got small towns. We got it Who's all. folksy now? We got it all. We appeal to we appeal to all demographics. <laughs> and another thing, I just want to say how proud I am of my wife. Yeah, my, my lovely, beautiful wife, who's so uh, incredible. Um, she put out a little Twitter thread about um, postpartum anxiety she'd been experiencing, and I'm just uh, just so proud of her for uh, I mean, talking about it. Obviously, is something I understand the power of, uh, especially as um, sort of the community of uh, people that love and support you sort of, you know, remind you uh, how loved and supported you are over the course of the week and you feel really such gratitude and you sort of want to spread that um, to other people who may not have had the experience that we got to have this week with uh, so many people coming by and helping out and just sort of like it, that that came at a really good time uh, in where we are. The, the baby is four months old and then like he sort of come into we you, you play with him and he looks at you and he eye contact and he smiles like he, he knows who we are and he loves us like 100 percent for sure it's like it's really cool he used to be just like this little blob sort of thing and now he's like experiencing stuff like stuff is happening to him and he he knows that stuff is happening 
I don't think I he knows mean, what any of it means, but like he's aware that he's being put down or being picked up or it's me or it's her or it's a different person. Um, it's been really cool when he's sleeping better and she's sleeping better. And yeah, she, she had a, um, some important, difficult, difficult conversations with people, uh, with professionals and, uh, is they're taking the steps to like, uh, identifying and rectifying, um, a struggle she was having. And I'm just so proud. Um, and it's cool that she would want to talk about it. So, I wanted to talk about it just a little bit because obviously, listen, it's been a, a lifestyle change for me and, a, and and things are radically different, but it, it's comparatively, my troubles are, are have been um, much fewer than her. She's, all the feedings, all the, you know, she, 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 the decision to breastfeed me, she's basically like, she had to be constantly on call and awake for months uh and then we went through i mean you know enormous tragedy it's been really trying four months and uh and we feel like we're in a great place now it's it's really it's really uh largely because of her because of um her making these steps and and being as strong as she was to explore um getting help and the help she she wanted to get and and it's been awesome and i'm so proud of her and i'm so happy and it's great. It's been a it's been a great it's been a great couple weeks with with Sam. He's he's finished a thirty four day like nonstop developmental leap, and he's uh, he's in a really cool space. I'm very glad to hear that. I, I can imagine. I mean, I obviously don't know, not having children of my own, but I can. I know how nice it feels when uh, you can tell that anything loves you. I imagine yeah. that the feeling of having your child. And you're like, oh, that child now loves me. That's got to be pretty nice and pretty great. It's, and I'm it's very cool. Very happy to hear the improvements. And I thought Melissa's thread was very nice today. And I'm glad she put it out there. And I'm glad she's able to be open about all of it. And uh, hopefully the upward trajectory just continues. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's gonna. Get, I'm sure it, you know there's gonna be a million challenges to come, but oh, um, I'm. Sh- I don't think they ever stop. But um, but uh, I feel good about our the place we are in to to meet them and to conquer them. So pretty cool, pretty awesome, pretty proud, pretty good stuff. Like pretty, pretty. It's again only been four months, but the, the his progression lately has really like. You, I can see how people have multiple kids now because you're sort of. I've already my my brain. I think is probably primal instinct. My brain has already erased a lot of the of the of the first two months. I am already like, how was he? You see photos and you're like, how was he ever that small? And like, we did it. Crazy talk. Well, I mean, this little blob, this like you went through, of a thing. You went through quite a uh, a thing in that time, so it wouldn't shock me if your brain was just like, nah, no thanks. like it wouldn't be weird if that happened to me cool that's probably fine (laughs) (laughs) well if my brain's doing it it's probably good right we can all agree with that (laughs) it's it's trying to help (laughs) as long as it's my brain i mean you can trust my brain (laughs) no that's great you're probably right um so yeah i will i will uh I'll now rest on my laurels a little bit and expect everything to be perfectly easier. So I... <laughs> hey, take I what I would say in all seriousness is keep doing the work both for yourself and your child, but also recognize the moments where things are good and appreciate them and then go back to doing more work. Yeah, beautiful. You know I love to work, so that should, should be... <laughs> <laughs> Motivated is what they always say about you. Yes, indeed, baby. The fire has been lit under my ass. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, <laughs> well, we have mailbags forward and backwards uh, to dig into. So let's do that after this. Jake, uh, it's mailbag time. It's mailbag time. We 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 talk about the incoming mailbag first. James Nielsen asks us, "Nice to meet, nice to meet Jake at the LC show." There you it go. It was nice to meet James at the LC. We had a good. Show. We, we had a week of meeting listeners. You and I. 
That's true. We did. Uh, uh, yeah, James was at the Los Campesinos show. It was very nice to meet him. Speaking uh, of Twitter threads, a, a band that means quite a bit to you, apparently. Indeed. Are you yeah, surprised like, almost by how much they meant to you? No, I was pretty aware. They, the, the, thre- the thread almost came off. So you almost came off like you were like you had almost forgotten how much they meant to you. Sort of. I mean, that's yeah, that, I that's true a little bit. I mean, they don't come across the pond very often. They don't tour at all very often anymore. They're very much a we still have jobs kind of band, uh, cool. despite being around forever. And uh, I hadn't seen them in five years, I think, maybe a little less, three years, Regar- sometime before the pandemic, anyway. Uh, and also, I was pretty drunk, so that, that does it. But no, they're a band uh, I got into like at a very transitional point in my life. So mm. they've, always, they've always been very stuck in that, like inescapably in that uh, heavy emotions uh, world. That's what it's all about. Am I wrong? No, you are not. Um. From Cardiff, Wales. For those of you wondering when he said come over the pond. Cardiff, Wales. Uh, follow-up. Uh, not follow-up, but an actual question uh, in that. Such as, not just great to see you. That isn't, that isn't the whole mailbag. Um, what is your favorite song that they played? And also, if a band wrote about Toronto athletes, teams, moments like LC does, which topics would make for the best lyrics? Ooh, that's a good one. I think my favorite Los Campesinos song is the one I was tweet threading about which is called for flotsam it's the first song on their no blues album uh and james is referring to the fact that uh, a lot of los camp songs are sock filled with soccer references mm. as they're big soccer fans i believe their singer is actually a part owner or helps run uh the welton rovers which i think are like a sixth division team in wales knowing these guys they probably call it football I think they do, yeah. <laughs> Not football, but football. Uh, I feel like Toronto bands like that would be a lot of references to like TTC roots, uh, like streetcar numbered roots, like on the five hundred four right. kind of thing. You're thinking, you're thinking, pop shouting out Dundee Valley Parkway, sort of. That, in that vein, yeah, and like sports wise, I feel like it would be. Mostly Raptors, if I had to guess. Interesting. Maybe some Kyle and Demar. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle and Demar seem, seem right. Or like they want to prove their cred and like reference to Mario Moon or something. <laughs> so, I wish I had more so, reference for, for how they wrote about the songs, you know? Yeah. It's very clever. Because there's obviously tons of heartbreak to mine from, from the main police. They, they actually have a song... Uh, about because they're despite being from Wales, they are uh, nationally England supporters. Interesting. Uh, so they actually have a song uh, that's about <clears throat> about a relationship falling apart, all to metaphors of watching England lose. That rocks. So I feel like there'd be a lot, lot of material in Toronto for that kind of thing. There's guys who know about that. It's us and them. <laughs> there's there's a reason that. I latched on to them. I was Makes like, sense. oh, I, I see what's happening here. Ooh, Piri Piri Pie with a question. Uh, a little a little topical to some, some viral content. What other food items can be used as a straw to drink beer? The hot dog oh, straw. Yes. Uh, I, think might be a pl- I think it might be a plant. I think that's a plant. Lindsay I, Adler suggested I that was a plant. And I was like, I absolutely think that's a plant. I think that's a plant, too. The way uh, that was set up. If it's not a plant, which it absolutely is, not enough people are talking about his tartan hat. Right. That's what makes me think it's, he's a plant. Yeah. I absolutely think it's a plant. No question. It's but, a very, uh, very unique look for a guy to suddenly be drinking like that. Yeah. And like, oh, we just happened to be filming this man? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I think it's a plant. But uh, that aside, to the question... Uh, I feel like uh, Bucatini is basically a straw to begin with. Right. A lot of pastas are straws. Yeah. any Most pastas, I feel like, can work as straws. But I guess you don't have to hollow those out like he did the dog. Licorice, obviously. Licorice, yes, of course. Um, 
you know, any of your, any of your, any tube-like substance. Any, I suppose. Yeah, anything, anything, honestly, anything like encased in in that way. Yeah, uh, pickle could work for sure. For sure, pickle could work. I might actually be refreshing. And then you pickle. You're talking about cucumber as well. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a a cucumber in like a white clock would be. I great. think most fruit. Technically, if you just punched a hole right through it, you you could suck through. Like banana, apple. definitely. If you do an apple, could you? I feel like the apple is too like wide and dense to yeah, draw liquid. I feel like if you could turn it into a bong, you could turn it into a straw. That's a fair point. That's a very good point. Oh, you're right. You wouldn't be able to put the apple into the drink. You're right. Yeah, I'm really yeah. liking this cucumber and pickle idea for very like genuinely for various drinks. Not so bad. We might, that might we might be on something there. Cucumber, cucumber. Like, straw. A, like a Caesar with a pickle straw. Hell, why not? Would be great. Uh, beans, maybe. Excuse me. Beans, like green beans. Oh, green. I was, I was thinking like I was like, like bean, pinto. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I was like, I don't <laughs> think so, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to be that guy, but I don't. I can't follow you on this flight of fancy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Very small straw. Uh, Jay's Retro, my question is, what did you get up to this weekend? In particular, what was Zoobs doing on Sunday afternoon around <laughs> 1 to 3? Can't wait for the show. That's from Jay's Retro. I, we, had, we had we had brunch in St. Thomas. It was, it was lovely. It was lovely. Did you I, get some uh, famous St. Thomas ice cream at the caboose? No, I did not. I had a Reuben sandwich. Uh, a classic. It was a new place around lunchtime on a Sunday. I was like, this is this is Reuben sandwich o'clock, and uh, this is quite good actually. The kind that I think you'd appreciate, Jake. They they weren't like going for like the we're gonna over. It wasn't like an Instagram Reuben, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do know what you mean. Yes. We're like we're just gonna stack the beef so it's the size of your fist, sort of thing. It was like a, a modest. Bit to actually of beef. make a real a sandwich for a real person that a real person would eat. Correct. Uh, really great dark rye. Um, had the. Had the kraut mixed in with the dressing like you're supposed to? See, I thought it was, thought it was that, quite good. I am admittedly not. It, I'm very um, sauerkraut dependent. Like, it's food dependent for me. Sure. Uh, but on a Reuben, when it's not mixed in with the dressing, I, I really don't like it for some reason. Right. Something about specifically a Reuben, those flavors with the kraut loose that yeah. I don't enjoy. Yeah, it was it was it was well put well put in. Every every bite was delicious. So I love that. Great, it was great. Yeah, um, yeah. Just shot off a DM. Was like, hey, I'm in uh, I'm in St. Thomas. This is a a, a, a follower and a, uh, a a friend of the show that has called in before. As a matter of fact, um, so really cool. I had a really good time. Got a beer. Watched the first inning of Jay's Yankees at the Manoa start on Sunday. That's great. Just a good just a good time to get out. We're slowly. Again, slowly this this week, returning to like feeling like people that can go outside and see people and <laughs> do things and have conversations. It feels good. I think that's an important development in any parent's life. Yeah, real, really able like sort of just take a breath and enjoy eating a sandwich at a at a restaurant. Nothing Simple beats a sandwich. Jake. Nothing <laughs> beats a sandwich. No way to tell me it was uh, it was a delight. So yeah, I can't. We went to the <laughs> we went to, ro- we went to the Roadhouse in St. Thomas. Lovely. A lot of yeah. railroad things in St. Thomas. It's the railroad. It's the railroad city, railway city. Pardon me. Oh, I guess that would do it. Yeah, there there are railroad crossings all over that motherfucker. Every street explain, has one. That explains the uh, the ice cream caboose. Uh, Andrew Robertson with a little beer question. Who else from the team would you like to see collaborate with Left Field in a new beer? I think I think it was with Dan Schulman get a beer. Schulman and Schneider, yeah. So listen, I'll be I'll be the next team mates who should collaborate with left field is is Jake and I. It's sure. you and me, yeah, of course. The less well, than cowards and frauds uh, or something. I don't know. Oh, cows and frauds is good, right? The the less than juice, maybe. Right? See, you're yeah. Less than haze or something like that, you know. Less than haze. That's good. Less than know. hops. It's like a pilsner. Yeah, that doesn't make that, any I would want to. I would want a light, like, like a light beer. Less than haze. See, we got Listen, this. I like that. Easy, done. Left field. Left field. Call us up. Let's let's Re- collab. Let's do it again. Think of all the uh, 
Whatever, what do those work? Coolers. We, we moved. That's right. The bag. I still have one. <laughs> me too. It's right beside me. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, reverse mailbag part two, which is not a reverse <laughs> mailbag. But if you're listening to this, tweet at left field. <laughs> Collaborate with less than J's on a beer. Let's see if we can get this going. They won't listen, nor should they. But let's see if we can make this... Like when when those when TV shows get canceled, and people like used to mail in stuff to the studio. Mail yeah, in. I get our song played in the radio. Sort of thing. Yeah, mail mail in like a oh, what's our thing? A less than Jake CD. There you go. They'll be like, "What's this?" Maybe, and then they'll then they'll collaborate with Less Than Jake instead. We we, we can say we had a part of it influence. It's exactly. I've, I've learned to live with just knowing in my heart that I had something to do with a trend. It's sort of. <laughs> I've learned to just live with, with that being enough, if you're being, if you're being honest with the, the, the realizations I've had to come to. <laughs> Sometimes you hit it out of the ballpark, and the, and the thing is so good that it becomes part of the culture, and then it's not yours anymore. Uh, that's it. That's it for the mailbag. We are going to cruise this thing into the garage in just a moment with your turn to talk about the reverse mailbag after this. riveting discussion i think we hit i think we all all time highs this week if we're being real you know what it's a good week blue jays are winning we're feeling the upswing and throughout the course of the episode they they pile on the runs against the red sox just proving that the red sox are not to be concerned about thank god um and i think they're almost the jays are almost done with them right it's these three and then the three at the very end of the year yes Um, i think so which i guess in a way is kind of it's kind of a shame but it is good that they bank the wins, right? Yes. Sort of, yes, very much so. I think that's sort of the the good thing. It's like when they did play them, they played them very well. So it's almost like, thank goodness they banked those wins versus like the nightmare of suddenly the Red Sox dead cat bounce for the last two weeks. And you're like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they can they take the some off. They get, maybe they can take some off the other guys. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just keep eating shit. I'm happy with that too. That's also fun. Uh, Reverse mailbag time, Jake. Last week, I asked folks about technology, um, their their technology that meant something to them. Um, James Nielsen writes in, favorite tech is my laptop. Classic. Uh, my life, pics, dogs, etc. lives are, are on it, and I'd be lost without it. Laptop's a great pick. Yeah, I think, I think laptop's also my pick. I, I'm not going to say there's a, any piece of electronics that ever, like, meant anything to me uh-huh. but like my whole life is on my laptop work that's that scares stuff. me yeah. like oh it's I guess, mine probably, I guess mine probably is as well because I unless from three we're all three of us are going to say our laptops um, but like I uh, I really do run everything through this thing it's funny we were uh, we were at a bar on the weekend my wife and I uh, putting some uh, future wedding stuff together so and cool. I brought my computer to the bar and couldn't find my little, like, uh, padded laptop case thing. So I just took it in a normal bag, and, like, I felt anxiety about doing it. That's pretty cool. Just like, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's scary. My laptop, we, we, we got a... Uh, my wife um, had a work laptop before this, obviously, and she's returned it on mat leave. Um, so I have sort of my big power. I have like a power laptop. It's like a video editing. It's like technically it's a gaming laptop, mm. but it's like it's big. It's really big for a laptop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's really big. If you ever saw it, you'd be like, that's a fucking big laptop. And I think I got it. <laughs> I got it at a fairly good dis- discount because I think it's so big that no one would possibly want it as a laptop. Right. Um, it's basically a desktop at this point. Basically, yeah. Because, again, it's for gaming, so it's like it has a lot of RAM, and it's sort of – I use it – I you get a gaming laptop because that sort of has the same specs that you need um, for video and mm. audio editing. I ended up not doing a lot of video editing, but I was, when I was doing um, 
the production for Wrestling Brain. I was sort of getting into it, and I was like, it's sort of important. So it's a big, like, supposed to last me quite some time laptop. Um, and we got a little, we have a, we, have, we got a little, um, little notebook, little, little Chromebook kick around the living room recently. And it's sort of been like, it's a relief to have it because now this very important laptop to me is not out and about and like you don't know where it is, sort of have to make sure everything's together. It's, it's like very much set in stone now in the basement here in the studio. That's great. I, you, you know, not, I'm never going to, is. part of me wants to be like, oh, I can't believe I said my laptop, but like, it's absolutely my laptop. And that's where the laptop is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> new hot show. Where's your laptop? Mine's in front of me. Jake, where's yours? Mine's also in front of me because we are using them to record this. There it is. For See, the week. without their laptop, this wouldn't have happened. Write in at Les and Jay's. Let us know where your laptop is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would think my my actual piece. It might be the microphone that I bought. Um, mm, that's a good here, one. Here, this one that I'm using. Although I, I will tell you, I'm constantly looking at a new microphone, and I think I'm finally just going to buy it for myself. I think I've you are it. going to. Good, do it. I think I've looked at it. I think I've looked at it basically for six months straight. Not yeah. six months. When was April? I looked at, like looked at Wayne, it for four months straight. Like Wayne's World, walking by the guitar. Yeah, well, it's one of those things when you make a when you make it's not even that big for purchase. But when you make a when I make a purchase, basically over a hundred dollars, more or less. If I buy something over $100 that isn't like an essential, you know, groceries, gas, whatever, uh, you know, mortgage, whatever. Um, if I'm making like a pleasure purchase that is over $100, I, I try to make myself wait as long as I possibly can about it. And like if I stop looking at it, then I'm eventually I'm like, oh, good. I, I saved myself um, interest in this. I've basically looked at this every every day, I would say, for four months. So I think I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, I think I think when you look at something for it's the old uh, it's the old tattoo test. You put it on your fridge, and if you still want it after looking at it every day, you'll get it. I think if you look at a thing for four months, and you're still like, yeah, yeah, you're an adult. Treat yourself, buy it. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, so that's gonna be cool. But uh, I've appreciated this one I have this um, using a Rode Pod mic right now, and it was I remember it, it was I was pretty happy when I got, when I got this one. I had a sort of a slightly ever so slightly more um advanced setup it's still not close to an advanced setup but it sort of <laughs> means it means a lot to me to sort of have begun i've always sort of wanted when i was sort of envisioning my life when i was younger sort of a, like a, a studio space in my house where i could sort of like put work at a, close to a professional level with some with equipment was something that i was always like thought would be really neat and i'm sort of starting to build that um, and if I buy this this new mic, it'll be another step forward to that. I think it's it's a very small little uh, win for me in my life that makes me feel good to sort of mm. have and sit in. Yeah, those are good. Those are important. Great, uh, great. And my laptop obviously is down here, and it's part of it, as is the TV and stuff. Um, yeah, that is the reverse mailbag. Jake, do you have anything for the folks? We we, we want to know where your laptop is. We want to know what you consider the country. Officially, do you have anything else for a reverse mailbag officially here at the end of the show? Uh, I would like them to write to left field and get us a beer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I forget what I said earlier in the show. What was the reverse mailbag? It was the it was the let us know what you officially consider the country? That's right. What is the country? That's it. The answer can be anything. The answer right. is to you. There's the city, there's the suburbs, and there's the country. What and is the country? Yeah. Is what question. is the country? Okay. My cat answer says, that. I'm going to answer be that. On the whole show today. Yeah, answer that at less than Jays on Twitter, uh, less than Jays at gmail.com. Or, I mean, listen, I'm not going to beg you. You can phone. You can phone. Uh, <laughs> the phone line. I'm not going to beg if you, you want, anymore. If you want. If you want. Last just week, if you want. Last week, someone did it, and I think it was like one of the best parts of the whole show. You know. I agree. 833-714-7774. You can call and leave us a message. I thought it was really endearing, and uh, people call our shows sometimes get to have lunch with us. You know, that's sort of how it goes. Yeah, it's not a guarantee. It's not like if you call, you will have lunch with us, but you could. You never know. I'll say this: you know, our, our some of our some of the people that, that listen to this show invite us out for lunch, see us at shows, and, and we have great times together. So it happens. It happens indeed. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, no, of course, uh, we appreciate you all listening and spending your time with us. And uh, those are the places you could send your reverse mailbag or any feedback you want. 
you just need to send a long emotional message, those those places are there for that as well. We'll talk to you next week, of course. Uh, more baseball in the Blue Jays. It'll be September next time we talk. September baseball will be here. That is very exciting. We thank you all so much for being a part of Less Than Jake.